putting the mental in fundamental. It's the Drew Marshall Show on Joy 1250. Strings, winds, words. There you see her sitting there across the way. She don't got a lot to say, but there's something about her. And you don't know why, but you're dying to try. You wanna kiss the girl. So I have two things to say at this point in time, Tim. Okay. First of all, this is my jam. This is your jam. <laughs> you have the most interesting sense of music. You you have this. You have. Is this what you work out to? Do you work out with this? I do. I, I work out to bagpipes. And this. And Little Mermaid. Because they all make you angry? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the second... Hold on. One of the reasons we're playing this song is because personally, I think, I think that our prime minister looks like the prince from Little Mermaid. Totally. <laughs> right? Okay, I can see I that. I think that. I can see that. So that's... Well, all the princes in all the Disney films, right? <laughs> right. And the second reason... That where that where I'm laughing about this song is because I once interviewed uh, oh I forgot her name the, the the voice from the Little Mermaid the actual singer the actual voice uh, no, no 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 I think it was like Jody something I can't anyway I made her cry I made you the make Little everybody Mermaid cry no I don't well you made what's her name Kathy Kathy Lee yeah. yeah I want to introduce to you somebody who reminds me a little bit of the Little Mermaid. What a weird segue. <laughs> Kimberlyn Brown got joins us on the phone as we speak. I think some people may have even called her the Queen of the Guac. Hello, uh, Kimberlyn Brown. How are you? Queen of the Guac? <laughs> Love it. Hey, what do you think? <laughs> um, well, you know, it's funny. I was on online today looking at my Facebook page, and I'm amazed how many fans have actually posted pictures of me with a Guac. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I guess we're good there. How are you? How, well, I did want to segue from there into how are your avocados, but that may not be <laughs> that may not be good. I want to start off by by saying that you seem like the kind of woman who likes a bloody mary and a beer at the same time. Um. Well, I, I may have done that a few times in my life. I got to be honest. You know, there's, there's nothing better than a chaser, right? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Kimberlyn Brown. Well, you might remember her from such shows as The Bold and the Beautiful and The Young and the Restless. But you also might remember her from The Family Feud and Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> hey, I did well. Hey, someone's laughing there, but I did No, well. I was clearing my throat. I was clearing my throat. <laughs> a lot of money. Is that clearing your throat? Yes, it was. Let me try it again. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> Long before you found fame as Sheila, which is Australian for dame, um, you also guest starred in Fantasy Island and TJ Hooker and Dragnet. Are you kidding wow. me? No, that's how that's how far back I go. Gosh, smiles everyone. Now for sure. Uh, yes. Did you meet the um, Did you meet the short guy? What's his name? When, that's probably not Jorge, a best way to describe Jorge him. Jorge or something right. like that. Right. Did you meet him? Uh, yes, I did actually. Because he that's a sad <laughs> story, right? Didn't he take his own life? I think so. Yeah. He died. Yeah, I think he did. In, I yeah. think sad circumstances. Just thought I'd bring that up awkwardly at this point in time. Um, it's, a, it's a cheery, it's a cheery, cheery show. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, Kimberlyn, my dad's wife says that you are, and I quote, 
the most evil woman in the world, and she has never hated a character on a soap more than you. Well, you know, I'd say thank you to that because that means I was doing my job the right way. You know, when I when I went in to play that part, I was I was told to be evil and um, not bitchy or anything like a like that. A lot of lot of uh, daytime villains are are more down that road. And um, thank you, you know, tell her thank you so very much. That's just <laughs> what would uh, here's the, I mean, look, this is the most provocative question I can come up with. What what would Sheila Carter have done to Guiding Light's Ellen Parker when Ellen beat you and won the Daytime Emmy for Outstanding Supporting Actress in 1993? What would no, Sheila I'll have done you, to her? Sheila, Sheila would have kidnapped her, um, <laughs> tied her up for sure, taken that award, had the name changed on the plaque... And would be, you know, displaying it proudly on on her uh, fireplace mantle, and then, of course, the body never would have been found, and never. just accidentally <laughs> would have forgot to untie her to let her go. I hate when that happens. You know, it happens though. People, you get you get sidetracked. I saw a screenshot of you wrestling some choking a chokehold, a wrestler's chokehold, some woman in a pool. Oh, that would be Stephanie. That would be Stephanie on The Bold and the Beautiful. Yes. Um, Why you got to be like that? You know, <laughs> well, you know, well, luckily, they, you know, she's from a very wealthy family in Beverly Hills, and, and she had a pool and had a jacuzzi. She wasn't used to that sort of thing, so yeah. it was very nice to uh, to actually have a, a jacuzzi to fight in. Can you tell us about your dog, please? Yeah, and my son just came home for spring break and obviously opened up the bedroom door to say hello. And What kind of dog do you have? Let, let the dog in. I've got two giant Australian shepherds. <gasps> Great dogs. And, yeah, they're awesome dogs. And then I have a... Um, what, are they named? what are they named? What are they named? I want to know their names. What are their names? Uh, one is Dustin and one is Milo. Dustin and Milo. Now, Milo is a big drink in Australia. Delicious. See, I, I used to live in Australia, so I know about is the... It? I know about What's the... Uh, Milo? Yeah. Milo's like Ovaltine. Oh, really? It's yeah. like chocolate milk that doesn't quite mix, and you get this chunky bits on the top, which are delish. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, my, my daughter named Milo, and I think it was more out of a Disney film it back is. in the day. But it is. Yeah. No. Um, you were so evil that you won Outstanding Villain in 1993 and 1995 at the Soap Opera Digest Awards and earned three other nominations in that same category. That's scary. Right. <clears throat> no, that's not scary. It means I was doing my job and, no. I, and I did it right. No, no, no. Yeah. What it means yeah. is is that you... This is close to who you really are as a person, you know? <laughs> oh, excuse me. I was just clearing my throat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what uh, can you just clear up? Because I'm I'm sorry to I have to plead ignorance on a couple well many things in life. But first of all, I totally missed International uh, Women's Day. It went right by my life, and I didn't care. And I also I've never watched you on TV, and I'm sorry to I hate admitting that. No, it's all right. You know what? Some people work for a living, right? <laughs> oh, I want to know. And I, and, and I don't, I shouldn't say that because my fans are, are just phenomenal. No, I, I haven't been on the show in a while and they still are just incredibly supportive. But I, I just had to, I had to show you a little something there. Well, thank you. What kind of things, because mm -hmm. uh, I need you to bring me up to speed, what kind of things did your character do on Y&R to earn such wrath? Give us an example of some of the some of the nastiness that your character got to do. 
Well, let's see. On Young and the Restless, um, I was competing with Lauren Fenmore for her estranged husband. She didn't want him, but she didn't want me to have him either. So, um, let's see. I got into numerous fistfights with her, believe it or not, and then she got pregnant and I stole her child. Whoa, my goodness. Yes. I even cut the birthmark off of the baby so that what? nobody would know it was hers. <laughs> yep, oh. it's a true story. It's a true story. My producers told me I needed to stay home for a couple of weeks after that one. And then, wow. um, yeah, you know, it was, it was just a constant fight with yeah. her uh, because I truly loved her, her ex-husband. And, um, you know, she really didn't care too much about him until she knew I, I did. So it was one of those things. Does it, does and it, then, oh no, keep going. Then, this is delightful. Yes. Okay. Okay. And then the character became so successful on Young and the Restless. I was only supposed to be on for a month to three months just to cause problems between existing characters. And my character just took off. And Bill Bell also had Bold and the Beautiful. And it got to the point on Young and the Restless where they were either going to have to kill me off or send me away for several years. And then he said, how about I move you over to Bold and Beautiful where you can wreak havoc in L.A.? And I said, well, that sounds great to me. And over there, I did even, you know. Worser, worser you know. things? Well, I don't know. If you, I don't know. Cutting, cutting the birthmark off the baby is. Yeah, that's an all-time high right there. Yeah, that's, that's an all-time high. But, yeah. but there, were, there were a couple of accidental deaths. On Young and the Restless, or I mean, on Bold and the Beautiful, yeah. um, you know, one a, a psychiatrist grabbed me by the arm on a balcony of all things. You should never grab anybody by the arm no. when they're standing on a balcony. Yep, and he yep. Accidentally fell over the edge. So man, you go, girl. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, it's it's fun to be bad. It's fun to be bad. Okay, well, you deserved, I would say, rightfully so, a, a ton of wrath from people who were fans of the show and watched your character. But I, I want to keep going on this wrath theme just for a little bit. What did your manager or agent say when you told them that you were going to speak at the Republican National Convention? <laughs> I'm clearing my throat again. Wow, um, you're really phlegmy today. Yeah, you know, I'm really phlegmy, really phlegmy. Um, my my manager, um, you know, he... He's very supportive. He neither nobody said anything negatively. Come on, you like, know, you know yeah, as well as I really, do that they really, they really didn't. They really didn't. And my, uh, you know, a lot of the people that work in in my office um, with my manager are are gay, and and I was really nervous to even tell them about this. But you know, I think that they knew me as a person. And that, you know, I don't look at people with, with labels on them. I just look at them as my friends. Huh. So it turned ugly. Let me tell you what, the minute the minute uh, they announced that I'd be speaking, the hate that came out was just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Give us an uh, example you know, of some of, the, some of the tweets that you read about you. Oh, I'm, I'm racist. I'm homophobic. Um, I'm going to KKK meetings. I mean, just... You name it, you got it, and um, it was just—it was really hurtful and very ugly because I was simply asked to speak on behalf of small business and women in business. So they immediately equate you with uh, what they believe a party is, 
instead of even listening to what I had to say. Wow. Well, um, I've heard from numerous people that Dr. Ben Carson, who introduced you at the convention, is an unbelievably nice man. Can you not burst my bubble? Can you just tell me that that's true? That's very true. Okay. He and his wife are lovely. They're, they're very nice people. All right. You know, I, I don't know how to word this question. And before we get into our topics, I want to ask you this because it just kind of makes my brain go to one side. Um, when I think about mm, things that Mr. Trump has said that um, not being filtered through the media, that you that I've heard him say firsthand, that as a woman... I can imagine you would you would listen to and cringe a little bit, and yet you are a you are a Trump fan. You're a Trump supporter. You spoke at the GOP convention. You you you're on board, and so of course there's that question of how can you be a woman and vote for Donald Trump. Uh, so what do you what's your pushback for that? Well, you know, you know anyone's going to look for fault um, in words that people have spoken, and whether they're true or not. And if they're not true, they're going to make them up. Uh, that's one thing I, I heard years ago from friends of mine who are politicians. But, you know, I, I have a pretty darn thick skin. I look at the long term. Um, you know, I know tons of business people who don't use the kindest words when they speak, other than Trump. Um, being from Hollywood and working on the set, it's amazing to me that, that actors are so upset and disappointed because I've seen a lot worse um, just on sets that I've worked on. Mm. So, you know, people tend to pick and choose what they want to be offended by and, and when. So, so are, you saying, are you saying that, you, that, that Donald Trump has never said anything offensive to you as a woman? He's never said anything offensive to me as a woman, No. Not at all, and a lot of the things that came out during the uh, during the the, um, the campaign, nothing they, they weren't they weren't uh, authenticated. I, I mean, nothing. So it's it's one person saying something, one person saying something else, and and nobody being able to 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 say, oh no, I was there. It happened. This is what what it was. So it's hard for me. It's hard for me to get on board of a group of women or, or, or anybody else for that matter trying to trash somebody unless I have specifically looked up the facts and, and got all the information on my own because I really don't trust a whole lot of what I what I hear and what I what I see out there anymore. Now um uh I guess I'm going to go a step further with this, and then we'll get into the topics that have nothing to do with this issue, because right now I'm getting a little scared talking about this issue. <laughs> well, because you're a strong... You are. I mean, I don't know how to say this without sounding like a condescending male, but you are a, you're a strong woman. You are a businesswoman. You are a confident woman. Um, and you're an educated woman. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and I'm an idiot when it comes to politics. I just don't give a holy grunt. Uh, that's why I'm Canadian, not American. Um that's why we voted for a drama teacher. To, yeah, baby. To be our <laughs> prime minister. I'm a drama teacher. Don't be slagging. <laughs> so it does It does weird me out a little bit about... I, I was just talking... Oh, no, I can't say your name. Crap. Hold on. Let me back this up. I was talking with someone who has been on the Hill numerous times and has impacted a lot of uh, charitable good 
on, on the Hill, Capitol Hill, uh, over the last number of years and has worked with numerous presidents. And I was talking with her a couple of days ago. And uh, she has she has a really hard time going back there now because um, she is a, a Christian woman, uh, a, a leading Christian woman, uh, and she has heard Mr. Trump say things and is questioning his policies. And she is also looking at the, the, the other Jesus women, right, the collective group of Jesus women who are just simply voting for him based on the fact that he has said more God stuff than Hillary. Do you know what I mean? Like there's that general who's more gaudy, who's more Jesus-y. That's who I'll vote for. Kind of, and I think that's an ignorant way to vote. But maybe I'm a jerk no, for a I, I, no, no, I'm with you. I, I think it's an ignorant way to vote. Um, for me, my personal beliefs were the Supreme Court, the direction of our country, the Constitution of which our country was founded. Um, and uh, the Supreme Court was a, was a big one for me. I, I need somebody in there who is going to actually follow our Constitution. Judges were never put in power in the United States or elected in the United States to come up with their own laws. And it's it's starting to become that way. Instead of ruling on law, they're actually coming up with their own interpretations of the law, right. which is wrong. So that was a huge one for me. Um, like I said before, I personally have not heard one bad word come out of Donald Trump's mouth in my presence um, or any other females in in in, um, in our group that was helping during his, his campaign. Nothing derogatory whatsoever. The thing that's sad for me about your friend who said I can't go back up on Capitol Hill. Well, not that I can't go back, but she's 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 said no once and then she's just kind of mulling it. Like she's just like she feels mm-hmm. stuck. Well, you know what? You have she has to ask herself where where are her loyalties and and what does she want to accomplish with this new administration? Do you want to sit back and do nothing, or do you want to go forward and try to forge a new relationship with a new administration? So, I mean, do you want to continue doing your good work, or do you want to sit back because? you have a problem with something somebody said in the past. And and the, the, the video that had came out with the audio on it, I, I mean, that was a long, long time ago. And he never thought he'd be running for office then. I mean, I can only imagine, you know, things that would come out against anyone who who chooses to run for office who never in their, uh, never in their lifetime, not a career politician, hmm. ever thought they'd be doing anything like this. Well, this is why I will never run for office. There are so many yeah. videos of me out there. <laughs> well, we know there's audio tape. Oh, stop. <laughs> stop it. Well, um, let's let's slag uh, Tracy Milk here. Let's throw her under the bus right now for two, for a number of reasons. Number one, yeah. she has broken all the Ten Commandments. She wrote a book about it. Number two, right. um, she didn't show up today to, to our show, so... Although the last time, can I just, Kimberlyn, one time, this one time when I was a security guard, when I was a mall cop, the Mm -hmm. lady at the information booth didn't show up, and I was so bugged because I had to stand at the information booth like even more of a nerd instead of just my nerdy security guard (laughs) thing, right? So I had to stand there and talk to people, actually talk to people, and say, I'm sorry, you can't get your lottery ticket right now, eh? 
And I did this for like an hour and a half, and I was totally bad-mouthing this woman for not showing up and being late. She was killed in a car accident that morning. Nice, Drew. Oh, my Lord. And there goes the conversation. Okay. Wow. <laughs> no, but you okay. said before, with the SWAT husband, she's, she's perfect. Yeah, Tracy's safe. fine. Yeah. Tracy's fine. But I do want to make fun of her. Pick a Pick fight, a, make fun yeah, of her. You, definitely, you know what? She, she earned that. Yeah. She earned that today. Can so, I tell you that when, tra- when Tracy and I went to go watch uh, Candace Cameron, one of her tapings of Fuller House, we sat mm-hmm. in the Warner Brothers uh, seats while they were doing some rehearsals and stuff, and she giggles. Tracy Melker giggled so much, we almost got kicked out of Warner Brothers because she was giggling so much. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> doesn't surprise me so at all. We just, recent, we just recently went to a big party at CBS, which was phenomenal, and we drove out there together, and, and we, had a, uh, we, just ha- we had a great day. We had an awesome time. We stopped at Leslie Baum's studio downtown, and we did a, a photo shoot there with the, with the designer's clothing and then headed off to CBS and we laughed all night long. It's just the way she is. She's got an infectious giggle too. I like the fact that we've just said the word infectious with Tracy Melkier in the same sentence. It's good. <laughs> I want to introduce uh, somebody who's been waiting patiently in the studio, which is rare for her to be patient. Lindsay <laughs> Vandenherk is here in the studio. She is a yoga studio owner. She is a friend of the Drew Marshall Show. And uh, Kimberlyn, this is Lindsay. Lindsay, this is Kimberlyn. Hi, Kimberlyn. Hey, Lindsay. How are you? Great, thanks. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Hey, Kimberlyn, have you ever done yoga, or is that satanic? <laughs> no, I. You know what? I I have tried yoga a couple of times. I'm uh, just I'm not that limber, and I'm not that patient. You know, they keep telling me if I come back, if I come back, you know, it'll get better, it'll get better, and and I just. You know, I just haven't, I, I need to clear some time on my schedule to make that happen because I did enjoy it. You can have oh. some 4-9 bread after you're done. Ezekiel 4-9 bread, a little little after the, after the yoga class. Hey, I want to bring up a few topics for you, folks. We're into the pub crawl here in the Drew Marshall Show. That's where we talk about current affairs, pop culture, and even touchy-feely relational stuff. <laughs> Uh, so if you want to uh, listen in or call or post on our uh, social media platforms, uh, we'll completely ignore all of those. Here's the first topic for Kimberlyn Brown from The Bold and the Beautiful and The Young and the Restless in The Drew Marshall Show and Lindsay Vandenherk, yoga studio owner and uh, O. Yogi. You may not realize this, uh, Kimberlyn, but our prime minister's wife is smoking hot. Is that awkward? She's beautiful. No, it's not awkward. It's true. I was told that as a as an older gentleman, I shouldn't say that women are hot. Can we say they're incredibly attractive? Is that acceptable? No, that sounds creepier. I don't know. Anyway. You know what? I'm, fi- I'm fine with you just saying hot. You are? Okay. <laughs> you How know, about... this, whole, this whole political correctness thing is like, you know what? It's okay for a woman to be hot. Okay. All right. Does it bother you that the wife of Canada's prime minister celebrated International Women's Day by suggesting in a tweet that women should, quote, celebrate the boys, not suggesting, she said in a tweet, celebrate the boys and men in our lives who encourage us to be who we truly are, who treat girls and women with respect, and who aren't afraid to speak up in front of others? Um, Kimberlyn, we'll go to you first on this one. Do you think that was disrespecting the women and the point of the day? No, I really don't because I, I, I really, I'm still having a hard time getting my hands around the point of the day. You know, everyone that, that I saw interviewed, you know, what is this day about, so on and so forth, there, there were really no clear answers for me. And 
you know, just because you're a feminist doesn't mean that you don't have men in your family that you love and you adore. Um, I, I just, I don't see anything wrong with what she said at all, in my personal opinion. Sure. It was not offensive to me. Okay, we're going to go to Liberal Lindsay. Liberal? I mean, Lindsay? Okay. What is your name, anyway? What do you think? Did that freak you out when you heard that? Well, I just heard about it the other day, so I didn't really know much. Like, I didn't see it. Yeah. Whatever, but... Um, Did our Prime Minister's wife screw up? No, you know what? She is under the microscope all the time. And this is what I was talking about in my talk, is that like women are always being judged for whatever they say, whatever they do. And she, what they wear. And what they wear. Yeah, she is smoking hot, like you said. Wow. And you know what? She just said whatever was on her mind that day. It doesn't really matter. Why do we have to get so worked up over one tweet that she said? So she I don't... Saying, you know what, Lindsay? Lindsay, I'm right there with you because... Was it, there was nothing offensive in her tweet? No, nothing. no. She she wasn't bashing any of the women who were marching. She wasn't doing anything like that. So I'm I'm right there with you. I'm I'm so tired of people being micro analyzed for saying something that is completely harmless, and and yet they just get they just get slammed for it. Okay, and I. For, I think I think there's a little naivete in the group. Okay, I think okay. you're interrupting. I and just, she was oh going on goodness. to something. Kimberly, uh, go on, go on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, what I'm trying to get at is, I, I think we're all being a little naive if we if we're saying, you know, she just said what she wanted, and it happened to be on the day of. No, this was a strategic um, message. Because if you think the prime minister's wife doesn't have a thousand people telling her what to do and when to do and what to say and when to say it, come on. Mm-hmm. Any any world leader has got a ton of people around them. And then someone's going to say, well, hold on. And if she's got a ton of people around her, then her people are dopey for getting her to say that on that particular day. Yeah, but but my know- issue is this. I think she said it strategically. I think her people told her to say it that day because I think her people said, you need, you got this group of people. You got the women's rights and the, and the, and the uh, we're here, we're queer, get used to it people you got them on your side no worries now you need to suck up to uh, the rest of the community and okay. so here's a good thing to say on international women's day what do you think kimberlyn well you know what it, then she's got smart people working for her definitely because I, I mean they're definitely from more of a liberal party than than a moderate or conservative movement and maybe that is a, a great strategy to try and get some of those more conservative, moderate people to, to take a second look at them. Because, Tim, sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking. We have an engineer who sometimes speaks because he has a microphone. and we Sometimes. We've tried to get the mic away from him, but he keeps speaking anyway. Yes. Tim, right? he's our resident liberal. So, oh, yeah. All right, tree hugger, what do you got? Well, um, I appreciate the fact that she tweeted and didn't write it on a piece of paper, saving the trees as the... <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I... You know, with regards to, I, I think some people got upset because she mentioned men on Women's Day. I think that was why some people got upset. However, you know, she is married to a gentleman who I think one of the first times in Canada has had a half and half um, male and female cabinet, um, has had one of the most diverse cabinets ever. And I think maybe what she's saying is, you know, I've got someone I'm married to that I love that is doing this. People tear him apart. I want to support him. I, that's no, kind of how even, I saw it. Even look at even look at the meeting that they had. Um, you know that the Ivanka helped to to get together as far as the, the the female business owners and leaders of Canada, 
you know, and, and what we can do to, to work with each other with the women's companies and so on and so forth. I mean, that, 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 that took a lot of courage for, for a Canadian prime minister to come down and, and, and open himself up to those women and, and to those questions. Well, what do you think? I agree. He's a drama teacher. Oh, would you stop it? Nobody cares what you think. All right, let's move on to our next topic here on the Drew Marshall Show. So listen, a couple's dog ran out onto the road and was hit by a car and killed. And if you're a a pet lover, which I know at least one of us is not, it's a (laughs) heart-wrenching scenario. And and then this couple received a $2,500 bill for damages to the car. I want to go to the the callous person in the room who has no soul and doesn't like animals. Lindsay, what do you think about this? Oh. Uh, why did you have to like throw me under the bus? I just, I just. Well, the not... dog went under the bus. Yeah, the so dog went under the bus. You're not you. Yeah. Lindsay, you do animal poses all day long. Just tell them that. <laughs> Thank you. Downward yeah. dog. Yeah, I'm down, dog. Oh yeah. wow! <laughs> what? what? Oh. Wow. Yeah, but you can't say hot. No, yeah, no. please don't say that. So what do you think? Yeah. The dog gets hit by the car, and then they get the bill. Stupid, fair, cold, what? Oh, I see cold. all sides. Well, like, sure. Cold. Well, your dog, like, are you supposed to, like, keep it on a leash or something? And then and then if it runs out, but then there's that, that argument that, like, if your kid ran out, like, would you get a bill if the kid got run over True. by a car? That's there's a great like, point. You know, so I don't even know, I don't even know where to go with this. That's I a just... weird, hold on, let's just go through, through that for a second. If your child was playing in the front yard, ran out into the street to get a ball and got hit by the car and caused damage to the car, would the bill, bill be sent? Would the bill be sent? No, it wouldn't no. be. No, so it's a dog, and like I know pet people would be like, oh, but the, you know, dog's part of our family. It's the same as my child. And then, you know... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, also your dog should be on a leash. I don't I don't know. It's Kim- a tough thing. It's okay. sad. Kimberlyn? You know what? I, I, it's, it's a tough one for me as well because as a dog owner, um, I mean, I've, I've, I had my neighbor run into my dog. Nothing, nothing happened to his car, and thankfully, you know, the dog was fine. But Hold on. Your neighbor ran into your dog? Your neighbor drove into your backyard and hit your dog? No, my dog ran out into the you know, out into the street in our neighborhood and got hit. So you know that's that's my responsibility to keep my dog on my property. You know, dogs aren't like kids that you can tell them. You know, hey, now don't run out into that street. That <laughs> you ever raise you. children? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've got a couple meetings you know, at I, home. I can I can sit down and have a heart to heart with my dog, but I bet he's still going to run out there if he, if he you know if he's chasing rabbits or, or squirrels or whatever else. But uh, yeah, it's it, it's harsh to to lose your pet because of something like that, and then it's it's definitely harsh to get a bill for the car at the yeah. same time. But you know, I got to be honest. If it if it were my fault that my dog was out there, I'd feel responsible for taking care of the damages to their car. Yeah, uh, well said. I agree with that. All right, All right. Uh, let's move on to <laughs> let's move on to topic uh, number three here in the pub crawl with Kimberlyn Brown. She uh, was on the Bold and the Beautiful and the Young and the Restless, and she was also a speaker. And by the way, you weren't just a speaker; you were the cleanup speaker at the GOP. Yes, that's the book for me. Sorry. Number three. Which, oh, sorry. In, 
and Lindsay Vandenberg, who's sitting beside me, going, uh, "Am I not part of this conversation?" Yeah. Lindsay Vandenberg. Because I don't like dogs. Is it's that, totally yeah. it. We don't care about you anymore. You have no soul. Yeah. Um, yeah. See what happens when you put that out there, Lindsay. I, I know. Yeah. We don't need any more vulnerability there, Brene Brown Jr. Yeah. Um, okay. Which women's group do you think made more of an impact this past International uh, Women's Day? Uh, group A, which is hashtag day without a woman, who encouraged women to protest, strike, uh, not shop, that's dreadful right there, not show up for work, or group B, hashtag we show up, who encouraged women to continue working, serving, giving, sharing, and loving their communities, their families, and their endeavors. I'm going to start this one. Do you mind? Just look on the website. Yeah, it's your show, it's Drew. called Drew Marshall. That's it. Um I don't think either group actually had a big impact. I think both groups were a flop. Uh, Kimberlyn, what about you? You know, I, I'm I'm right there with you. I, I okay, don't this, think either one of them had this, a huge impact. This, pounder, this panel discussion is not going to work if you just keep agreeing with people, okay? Okay, okay. Well, well, here I go. Let me, let me go off on my little tangent then. Um, I believe any kind of an organization that wants to encourage people to not go to school and teach the children that you're paid to teach when you already get three months off a year, to encourage people to not shop at businesses that are owned and operated by their fellow citizens and rely on those people for their survival. I, I think any kind of an organization that promotes bad behavior is nothing that I would ever want to be a part of. Okay, so what you need to understand, Kimberlyn, is that have you ever seen someone inhale a helium balloon and what their face looks like when they do that? Yes. So um, liberal Tim the Tool, our tree-hugging, kiss-a-whale buddy here across the board, is exploding. Tim, why are you being so disingenuous, so cruel, so heartless to this famous soap opera star we have on the line with I'm, us right I'm now? still upset about her dog. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. where this is all coming from. Well, I, 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 speaking as a teacher, um, uh, I, some of the things you said I, I find incredibly offensive. And oh, offensive! Absolutely, You're a middle-aged heterosexual, middle-class North American male. Nothing would, should offend you. It would be like me questioning her ability as an actor because she's on a soap opera. I think okay, you no, know no, 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 no. It happens. All, it happens all the time. Oh, and that's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. It happens all the time, but I have a very thick. In. Oh, I appreciate that, but I just, I'm just yeah. saying that it. Anyways, um, with regards to, uh, I, I think you're flemmixed. No, 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 no. I think that to call uh, you know striking or or uh, you know uh, civil disobedience uh, wrong is is not. You can't even formulate a sentence, dude. I, How are I you just, a teacher? I just I just need to think about you know. Um, <laughs> You know, you know Martin what, Luther you King. Know Martin Luther King. But, did, but, is what but, he did was but, wrong by by you know, refusing to take the buses? This, you can't equate this to Martin Luther King. And you know what? Why it's can't you? That, it's not that they... I'm sure that they felt as though they had something to say and a platform to say it. But whenever Martin Luther King had something to say and had a platform... He literally, he really had something to say. It's like I Unlike said earlier. It's, it's like I said earlier, Tim. You know, every single person that was interviewed that I saw on TV, they really didn't have a, 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 a united message. They really didn't know why they were there. A lot of people were just there 
because they want to be part of a movement, but they really didn't even they couldn't even answer what it was they were what what it was they were marching for. Yeah. I mean, you could you say know, that I, about I, all but people I, who vote Republican or all the people who voted Democrat or people who vote Liberal, Conservative, or NDP up here in Canada. There's a lot of us that don't know what the heck we're doing. Yeah, well, and and that's all I'm saying. You know what? Maybe maybe before they started this movement and and this march. They should have had a concrete message, and they should have had something out there that people could actually look at and hold on to and go, oh, okay, I get it. I get why they're doing this. But there was really nothing cohesive about about any of it. I mean, if you were looking at the at the marches here in, in America where, you know, they, they were trying to – nobody – I, I still don't get it. I, I, wish I, could, I wish I could say I had a handle – on what it was all about, but I, I mean, obviously, it goes it, it goes across all the stuff. Like there was those marches for Trump, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You probably could ask people the same thing, and and yes. I guess it's just I, things are Absolutely. so partisan right now. It's it's really hard, difficult to try you know, and understand each other. That's that's the problem ultimately. Is we just well, the problem is is nobody's talking. They're, oh, absolutely. They're all yelling nobody's, at each other. There's nobody's so much, listening. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you said no one's listening over top of Kimberlin who yes, was talking? that's exactly Did what I Did I get said. that right? Yeah. Yeah, Drew, I, I got that, I got that. <laughs> we're, we're all talking, yeah. no one's listening. Oh, man. Hey, tell us, yeah, about your, tell us about your clothing line or fashion thing that you do. I'm such a stupid guy. What is it that you do yeah. that makes people look better and feel better? Um, well, it's, it's a girlfriend of mine who's a designer who designed for me for years. I used to wear her things to the Emmy Awards in New York and, and all of that. And it's, um, it's a company that we actually help women who are basically stay-at-home moms um, earn a supplemental income. And it's nothing that they even have to pay into to uh, to be a part of where you have all these companies these days where oh you know pay five hundred dollars and you can rip our, our our product and so on and so forth. Ours is is one that they can simply work at their own level at their own pace. They have all of these different designers that they can promote on their own website, their own ULR, and and make a a percentage of everything that they sell. So basically, instead of going to a brick and mortar store, you would go to her website and shop there. And they've got a lot of the same brands that, that Nordstrom's has and, and other stores as well. So, like, like Ivanka Trump? You know what? That's one we don't have. Not yet. Not yet. I just That's so the I'll only thing what, I know. When you said Nordstrom's, that's the only thing I, you know, yeah. I don't know. Boy, her, her sales went through the roof, didn't they? Um, hey, is it called, what's K Brown Design? K Brown. That's my design company. Um, that's what I actually went to school for, was for interior design and, and architecture. So I, uh, I have clients that I work for, you know, redesigning and working from ground-up projects. And when I was on The Young and the Restless and the Bold and the Beautiful, I actually had my own custom spec home building company in Nevada. Wow. Well, yeah. can I just say I really admire your testicular fortitude. Preach, brother. <laughs> Okay, thanks. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's one of the most. That's, uh, that, remember that? Who was it that said, here are the phrase we should stop saying now? They did a whole bit 
on phrases we should stop saying. I have saying. no idea. Well, that's one of them. Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. Um, anyway, Kimberlyn, you have been a riot, and uh, I want to thank you for enduring our nonsense. Thank you so much. Hey, no, Drew, I'm happy happy to have joined you all today, and, and it was a lot of fun. Kimberlyn Brown, you might remember her from The Bold and the Beautiful, The Young and the Restless, and so many other great avocado farms near you. Kimberlyn, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Hope to hear you guys again soon. Bye-bye. We'll be back uh, next week, folks, for our St. Patrick's Day special. Oh, my goodness. That's always a ride. We'll have a ton of fun next Saturday, March 18th, the day after St. Patrick's Day, because that's how we celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Bye-bye. I am a liberal backslider.